Hello, and welcome to another episode of Can I Up the Misses? I'm Christopher, and this is the Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading our podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And we've just watched another Christmas special. Which year are we? Uh, this is Carry On Christmas 1973. Oh, and I'd just like to say the uh, credits mm-hmm. did them credit in terms of the 70s. It was very 70s. It was very it was 70s. Like the little voiceover. You said it was like blindly blank. It was. It was like, introduced them all by name. Yes, it? it was like, um, yes, yeah, so and now Barbara Windsor. Next, so we said James. So we had a good core. Of people. Yes, who did it introduce? It introduced Sid James, James. Joan Sims, Barbara uh, Windsor, Kenneth Connor, Peter Butterworth, Bernard Breslau, and Jack Douglas, and Julian Holloway. We'll speak about him too. Was he? He was the captain in the 1759 sketch oh. that went out with Babs. Okay, we'll get on okay. to that. But yes, it wasn't a huge cast. And it was just a sketch show, so... Um, what was the framing device for the sketch show? The framing device was Sid James being Santa Claus in a shopping mall, mm-hmm. and he would be thinking back to when it was a better time. And so he thought back to the Neanderthals. 2001. The Second World... BC. The so. First World War. Mm-hmm. 1759. Scarlet Pimpernel era. Yeah, that kind of time. And, and Robin Hood. Robin Hood. These were not happy times of, of good memories. <laughs> Why the hell did he choose these ones well, to hop back on? Well, I imagine that... They're based on the costumes they had. Possibly. Uh, but you could possibly say that, you know, he was thinking that the Christmas spirit had gone, so he was showing that even in difficult times, the Christmas spirit was was there. So why has it gone in 1973? Yeah. So he did that. But in between... Mm-hmm. We're going to get right to the nub of the issue. Well, the nub of the issue kind of came pretty fast, didn't it? Was it was right at the beginning. Who was Sid's first customer in his... Well, uh... even before we get to the nub of the nub of the issue. All right. We had... We who? had we had the storekeeper. Uh, this is Kenneth Connor as Kenneth the Connor uh, as store the... manager. Um, so he, in the first scene, he slapped some woman's ass undeservedly. Mm-hmm. And was there on in... Men- Made out to be a dirty old man who's mm-hmm. constantly harassing the guests. Bear in mind the um, the um, what do you call it? The uh, Equality at Work Act didn't come until 1974, so it was perfectly fine in 1973 for there to be inequality at work. Yes, but Sid did <laughs> call him out about it. He did, yes. He kind Funny of, for Sid to do that. I know. Kind of said. Um, I'll be leaving the young ladies alone, unlike what you do, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So that that was... But yes, then I'll describe the most unfortunate and awful scene in the whole of Carry On, I would have said. Even more than... Even worse than the, than the Aladdin... Rapey I think scene. he's going to try and rape her. Well... Hmm, rape versus paedophilia... <laughs> Well, exp- explain what the scene was. The scene was, Sid James was the um, Santa, as we've discussed, and then Joan Sims brings her 13-year-old daughter to come and see Santa Claus. Quite a well-developed 13-year-old daughter. Yes. In the, in the guise of Barbara Windsor. Barbara Windsor. And, and not only was it a well-developed 13-year-old, which you think they would have glossed over in the sort of let's pretend that this is actual child, but no, they, they spoke about the level of development, and she said, it's not stuffed, do you want to see? Mm-hmm. And the mother stopped her, and then he went, hang on, I can answer for myself. Yeah. I think 
and I mean, this is this is clearly it was a different time, but I think you might be quite surprised if research was done into this, how close to the present time something like that would have been deemed acceptable. That's so, true. It could I, be a good ten years later, and it would still be happening. I think maybe twenty, maybe thirty years later. Really, I think I think at this point, and we are speaking in twenty seventeen, we are five years on from what is really the year zero of of this. You mean like YouTube? YouTube. No, yes, the, the Operation Utree and yeah. the allegations about nineteen, mainly nineteen seventies uh, television entertainers. I think not long before that, you would still have got away with at least the implication of gags like that, and possibly even just basically the gags like that. I think in 2010 they could have shown that episode. No. In in the context of it being, this is from 1973, and there wouldn't have been much of an outcry. Well, there was also another level of upset. Well, the, the other thing that... Well, um, they fairly crammed this scene for... Since they were getting something beyond the pale, they managed to pile everything into it, didn't um, they? Well, there's a reference to her being a bit wayward, Mm-hmm. And um, the mum said we had a student, uh, a French student, a French student saying we think she got it from him, and uh, Sid said yes, yes, almost I think she definitely, did. yeah. Um, and then bit of xenophobia there. Yeah, but also getting it from him. Yes. Okay. And um, and the fact that she was making it hard for him. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. So that was all awful. But the other thing that I found difficult. There's two more things. <laughs> Gosh. One is... We haven't even started the show proper yet. I know, but, but let's get it out of the way and then we can enjoy it. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. One of them was, what would you like to be when you grow up? And she says, 44, 22, 36. Mm-hmm. And then, no, what do you want to do for a job? If I had those measurements, I wouldn't have to work. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that as a message going out. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing she said was he offered her a fairy and she said, what, like the one that comes round the house and does mum's hair? Yep, bit of homophobia there. Bit of homophobia, which isn't the last of it, guys. You'll get more of that later. Yep. Um, yeah, so awkward. Hawks. So do you think that coloured your perception of the rest of the show, or did the rest of the show have its own problems? Or There's a couple of things, very normal carry-on things for the rest of the show. I kind of tried to get that out of my memory quite quickly. So I did find I, I enjoyed the rest of the show mm-hmm. despite that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was quite handy with these sort of sketchy type shows is if you didn't like a setup. You're moving on to the next one quite quickly, so you weren't living with it for the whole film. So, um, so yeah, that, but yeah, it did, it was pretty bad. uh, The only thing I would say in its defence, in that sense. Are you defending it? No, the only thing, no, no, I wouldn't defend it. In explanation. I wouldn't defend it generally, but what I would say is in the context of this programme, the only thing about it was that the next section was 2001 BC. Yeah which was almost entirely laugh-free, I felt. And at least the jokes, in poor taste and unacceptable they were, in that in that first section, were actual jokes that did work on the level of being jokes. But that, but that is, you know, you know they're, they're unacceptable jokes, but in the world of unacceptability, they were jokes. 
Uh, you, uh, you're not you're not buying that at all. No, I, I, there were some jokes in the um mm-hmm. in the Neanderthal book that I quite liked. All right, okay. There was only one that I well, only one thing that I liked in that. Well, I I can't remember what all of these were, so you might need to help me okay. with that. Um, but there was a talk. Now I think this might have been Sid. What the, was the what was the story in this Neanderthal caveman setup? Well, um, it was Christmas. It was always Christmas Eve, wasn't it? Was it? Christmas in all the Eve, and there was Bernard Breslau was the son. Turned out to be mm-hmm. 19. At the, at the beginning, I thought he was a lot younger. <laughs> um, you can never tell when they're mm-hmm. playing kids. And uh, he was, uh, he had a grandfather there that he was annoying. And then the mother was, oh, the grandfather was Kenneth, Kenneth Connor. Connor. And then the mother was Jane Sims, Sims, who was making dinner and wondering where the husband, who turned out to be Sid Sims. James, mm-hmm. had gone. And he'd gone on a raid. Mm-hmm. And then he had raided and got come back with Babs mm-hmm. as a prize. And then he had arranged for this other clan to come and raid them to take the wife and the son and the grandfather away so that he could have his own time with Babs. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Um, I, I would like to think about the pitching of this idea to the producers being done exactly that way. That's brilliant. <laughs> we'll do it. Um can I just get a couple of jokes we've missed out the way? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, when Sid was Santa, mm-hmm. um, and he was talking to um, this, uh, Kenneth Connor. Kenneth Connor. Um, Kenneth Connor's character. Hey! Yeah. Remember when that was a catchphrase? I know. Back yep, in the day. Back in the day. Feels like years, guys. Feels like years. Um, it probably is for you. Nearly <laughs> is for us. Is it nearly a year? No, no. not really. Okay. Um, when he was eating a sandwich... A sausage sandwich. A sausage sandwich. Red sauce, brown sauce, or no sauce at all, do you think? Oh, I had no sauce at all. It didn't look like there was much sauce on it. It didn't look like a lot of sausage in it either, but anyway. Um, and there was obviously a double conversation going on about his wife and getting it on with his wife or having the sandwich. Mm-hmm. And he said, what does your wife say? Or, or something like that. And then Kenneth Connor says, put that thing away. And that's what she that's says. That's what she says. And then, uh, don't eat on the job, she says that, that too. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it? Yeah. So now we're in the Neanderthal. Now, well, I've, I've written we've nearly buried you. Oh, we nearly buried you twice. That was, um, apparently the grandfather had been hibernating since October. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said, how long have you been asleep since October? And then Bernard Bredos said, we nearly buried you twice. So that was funny, mm-hmm. I thought. But my favourite. These are all things that you found funny but didn't actually laugh at. I did laugh. Not at those. Not at those. I write down your laughs, and they ain't on it. Wow. Um, but I did laugh out loud to the next one, which was my favourite one of this scene. In the Neanderthal one. No, you didn't. You didn't laugh out loud at all. Well, I did, guys. Scene. Did not. She didn't. Anyway, lies, lies, fake news, face ad. <laughs> um, when Sid comes in with Babs over his shoulder. Uh huh. Revealing pants, by the way. Oh, yes. Well, I know what you're going to say here. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if it was planned. but I don't think it was. Um, Joan Sims says, what is this? Well, prodding Babs right in the bottom. Yes. Yes. It really was right in the bottom <laughs> as well, was. wasn't it? Yeah. It really was. I bet she did that just to try and throw them mm-hmm. all off course. There was a, but there was a little bit I'm of sure evidence they... of corpsing in this. That I don't think we've really seen that even, it's called. even the TV ones before. Yeah. When, when they laugh at, at the fact at the stuff that's going on. Oh, I thought you meant when they try and make them laugh. Well, no, maybe. Um, 
uh, which I think you, the TV ones are a bit looser than the than the films. Oh yes. Um, but I don't think we've ever seen it quite as bad as a few of these. There was a couple of bits where I thought they are laughing now at this. Yeah. yeah. Actually, on that, um, do you think, in reference to the really bad scene or or some of these awful scenes, mm-hmm. because it was TV, it hadn't gone through the British certification. Yeah. Thing, so they got away with more. I think I think there might be something to that, um, but perhaps maybe not so much as that. In so much as, but more that for the films they wanted a wide audience, so they wouldn't put in anything that would put the rating ah. up. And I wondered if it was more to do with that than than them not wanting to do it in the than it being allowed somehow allowed. more allowable on TV. But I think because I, I presume this was on after the watershed. I think yes, it w- it would have been, but but the watershed didn't exist until about 1984. Mm. I would tell you that as well. Um, although I think most um, TV companies kind of observed it, observed nine o'clock yeah, as being yeah. a point at which more adult things could be could be shown. Um, what was I going to say there? Um, but I think the other thing is, and this is part of the reason why something that you said at the beginning was, I just want Kenny. Where's Kenny? Yeah. And part of the reason why I think Kenny didn't do the yeah. TV ones is TV at that time, compared to film, was seen as far more ephemeral. You know, film, lesser. Yeah, lesser and throw away and it doesn't um, matter. Whereas film was like a statement of art. Because film had already achieved this is a statement of art. Well, I can see, and I'm sure that was mattered to Kenny and Charles Hawtrey, I imagine. No, nah, not so much for Hawtrey. Hawtrey just wanted, the, just wanted the villain. Yeah. Um... But I, th- I think certainly that will have played a part in Kenny's decision not to do... Not that Kenny didn't do TV, he did. Um, but I think he was very much a BBC man, mm. Kenny. So um, I this think was that's on part of it. ITV. This was ITV. Thames, Thames. Yeah. Do, 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 You like the, you like the, uh, the eye dent, don't I you? I know, it takes me right back. I, was, I, I grew up in the Thames area. In the area. Thames area. As you could tell by my posh accent. Yes. Um... Sorry, that got, the only thing I thought that the only thing that I thought was good, or two things that I thought were good in the Stone Age scene, were the bit about the the Christmas cards being big blocks of stone. Yeah, you did find that. Funny. I thought that was a good. That was, that was Granite quite funny. is sandstone, not good enough for it. And when the other tribe came in and faked the raid on them, oh. the guy that picked up had to pick up Bernard Breslow, but half the size of Bernard Breslow managed to pick him up and carry him out, and quite rightly got a round of applause for doing it. There's another thing you laughed at. What was that? Which you then had to explain to me. Oh, I, I, well, it was only because like, you looked puzzled about it that I explained to you. I didn't think it wasn't. I didn't think it was that funny. Oh, I thought you did. You went the road, haha. All <laughs> oh, right, that was the white line in the middle of the wood. Yes. Because the wood obviously is the war paint, the, the blue war paint that uh, it loses it in the, the explanation, right, which I realised. And I've written something here about the. Oh yeah, Babs was the booby prize. You see what they did there. I see what they did there. Mm-hmm. What was the bit about show them what you... I can't, I know what the... It didn't work. I know what the joke was. Because Sid said we drew lots for who got what. Yes. And then Bab said, show them what you drew with. And he said something that suggested it was his penis. Yes. And and then then his was certainly the longest. Yes. But then when he actually did take out what looked like a bit of straw Mm. that they had drawn with, it was a very strange way of doing it, and it was like I think it, I think it was almost I thought it was connected to something so that you could get it easily, 
But also, it's like, you don't really can, the joke's been done on that. We yeah, don't no. need to see what they drew. But. Um, so now we move on to the Pimpernel age. What's that? The, oh, this the, is 1759. Not really Pimpernel age. Well, you know what I mean. They're in wigs. They're yeah, in Georgian places. times. Georgian times, that's the way it was. Now, I have a question, which I, I only occurred to me halfway through the scene. Mm-hmm. Joan Sims. Mm-hmm. Was she meant to be old? She was. The uh, setup here was that Sid was the sort of was having a party. His wife was Babs. Um, Peter Butterworth was there as some sort of old man. He had a wooden, he had a cast on his leg. Bernard Breslow was camp. Kenneth Connor was a very old bishop. Joan Sims turned out to be his wife. There was a captain of the guard there as well. Uh, who was a young who thing. was a younger guy. Um, Jet Douglas was the butler who came in and told them about playing Postman's Knock. They played Postman's Knock. Babs went off with the captain and they had a bit of fun. Was yeah. the was basically the setup there. So yes, halfway through the scene, because I thought Babs was just trying to play drunk. Oh, and she was playing for posh. No, she was trying to play old. No, Joan Sims. Sorry, yes, I said yeah, Babs. I meant Joan Sims. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to play old. So she was going. <laughs> yeah, she was doing well, but the problem was that the makeup. Was of a, a young woman. I know. I mean, yeah, but it didn't help her. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I, I thought that was a bit unfortunate. Was she's cool. normally very good, but I just thought mm-hmm. in that she wasn't very good. Um, well, I, no, I, see, I think she was good. I think she wasn't helped by the makeup. Okay. I, I just didn't go mm. on with it. Um, Bernard Breslau. Camp Bernard Breslau. That was the first time you laughed out loud was when Bernard Breslau turned out to be... Well, it's just, it's just the way he was so over the top, mm-hmm. and they just cut to his face, and he would say something oh, in that oh. in that really mm-hmm. strange voice. It was kind of, I thought it was I thought he was kind of trying to do Oscar Wilde that kind of yeah, which is a, like a hundred years later, more than a hundred years later. But it was that kind of I am a witty person who is also camp kind of voice. Yes, yes, I think he mm-hmm. was trying to be like that, but I did find that funny. Now, your man that I don't like. Yes, when we when we began, I said you said I said to him, who do you not want to be in it? Who do you want to be in it? Blah blah blah. I said, what about Jack Douglas? And you said, I hate Jack Douglas. He just does the same thing every time. Which you're absolutely right, he does. So in comes Jack Douglas, does the same thing, and you bloody laugh. I know. <laughs> but I think it's one of these that wears you down because it wasn't his first twitching thing that I know it won't wore me down very quickly, but <laughs> it wasn't the first twitching thing that I laughed at. Is the fact that very cleverly caught the vase. That was, he was going to knock over. He he'd knocked, to, kind of knocked over. Yeah, before it, that was skillfully done. And then he wasn't sure where to put it. And then he mistook the chair for a, the side table and just dropped it on it. And I just. Oh, thought, you, oh was that? Oh, I thought he just kind of threw it away. No, no, I think they were both meant to look for the same. There's a well, that's funny I thought it was. And a, yes. Okay. And then he, he picked the wrong one. And that just made me laugh. Um, and then I've got Bernard Breslau. Don't you start. That was him being camp again. Yes. Um, and then Sid James, when Babs went off with the young man, mm-hmm. like, what's happened to my fanny? Yes. I just, you wore it wearing my down, Christopher. <laughs> All this carry on in my life, and I find that joke funny now. I knew before we started, I'd never seen this before tonight, and I knew before we started that in this scene, Barbara Windsor, character was called Fanny and I really wanted it to be a total standout performance so that I could say let us sing the praises of Barbara Windsor's Fanny 
But I can't really do that because it wasn't a standout performance. No, no, she didn't shine in this at all. Mm. Um, but the setup of the last joke, which I did find funny, mm-hmm. was Babs and the man, the young man went outside, mm-hmm. and then it had been snowing. It had been snowing, and Sid James went to find them, and then they came back in, and he came in after saying, "You, you're at. What have you done?" Um, and he goes, what, what? And then he says, out there in the snow, oh, I, d- I did try and find a chamber pot first or something. Mm-hmm. Plus he had a whiz. And um, then, was it the bishop? It was the bishop, Gareth Connor. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, Gareth Connor's character. character. Came over and said, well, why are you so upset? And he goes, the man wrote his name in the snow or something. Mm-hmm. And... Jennifer Hill, everybody, that's not so bad, is it? Every man does that. And then Sid James says, but it wasn't his handwriting. <laughs> and we all laughed. Quite a setup for that joke, yeah. but I did laugh. Yeah, you did get, I did get a laugh out of it, though. Mm. And um, then the next limit. That was the oh, end I've, of that. I've, you know, sorry, I've missed a couple of it. It was a different time in the um, Neanderthal ones. Oh, right. Or was it? Well, just maybe you think. Anyway, uh, when Sid was introducing it, mm-hmm. he said a time when things were a bit rough and ready. Things were rough and the girls were always ready. The men were rough and the girls, the girls were always, always ready. ready. Um, which I didn't like. And then Bernard Bresler at the beginning. Why did you not like that? Because I don't like the idea that. Girls are always ready for sex. What, even Neanderthal girls? Yes. Right on. Move on. And then when Bernard Breslau was um, opening the scene, he, got, mm. he was bored and annoying his grandfather. Banging everybody over the head with a club. So it's later on, I And then he said, uh, that was quite funny how much they banged each other on the that, head. I think that was trying to make each other laugh. Cause, and also, I think it was how much of this can I get away with? Because poor Kenneth Connor got a hell of a lot of a beating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, he referred to, I can't play with myself, can I? Oh, yeah. And then Joan Sim says, well, the other children do. Mm-hmm. You could, you could tell that joke today. What, about young people wanking? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I didn't like it. It wasn't suggesting that there was... That well, at that, maybe, maybe at that point I didn't realise it was meant to be 19. Like, well, even if it was meant to be 12 or 13, I, I think you'd get away with that today. Mm. It's a whole concept I don't want to think about, really. All right, okay. Um, now we're into World War One. Yes, Christmas 1917, Christmas in the trenches. And the story here was we were in the we were in the British trenches. Um, things were pretty desperate. A couple of French ladies, mademoiselles, turn up. Um, as do some Germans who are going to have a bit of Christmas peace between the. The warring track, the warring things. They've brought some uh, gifts. Initially, the Germans go off with the French women. Then the British go to try and get the French women back, which ends up with them fighting with the Germans. Meanwhile, the French women come and gather all the stuff that and had been given and make a quick exit. There's only one laugh I've written down in this. Oh no, I think you got two. Still, it wasn't laugh heavy, was it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't laugh heavy. It was quite sweet. It was the, the bit when they were all singing when um, Joan Sims whipped out her squeeze box. That's not a euphemism. She actually did whip out a sweet squeeze box. 
out of her muff. Uh, <laughs> an actual muff, not her vagina. Um, <laughs> vagina. Vagina. Um, and she, Barbara Windsor, Sid James, Bernard Breslau and Kenneth Connor sung Silent Night. Only a few lines of it, but it was enough to kind of get you go, go, so bit, go. <laughs> the sacrifices that were made in the First World War, wasn't mm. it? Um, yes, yeah, sorry, anyway. What were your, what were your laughs? Well, when the girls turned up mm-hmm. and they said, you're, you know, you're on the front line and she said, we're not afraid mm-hmm. and they said, no, you're just a little worn around <laughs> the edges. edges. Yeah. You also laughed at uh, Bernard Breslau's character name when it was revealed Captain Effing Burke You laughed at that, I didn't You laughed at it too Well, <laughs> you <have> more <laughs> um, In that scene Kenneth Connor, Kenneth Connor's character reminded me very much very much because he sounded and had the mannerisms of Ronnie Barker as Fletcher in Porridge Oh, uh, you'd have to show me well, he, he not only did he had the same Cockney accent, fair enough, um, but he was also chewing all the or can pretend to chew all the way through it, and I just it's like it's actually very like Fletcher. Now the the pilot of Porridge would have been shown by then. Um, I don't know if Kenneth Connor was taking notes, but I thought he was very good actually in in that in this generally. Um, the next thing. Mm-hmm. Ballet dancers. Well, before we go there, though, can I just sing the praises of Joan Sims? Yes. Because I think she actually was very good in this. Yes, she was. And yet again, she had to be in the in the nineteen seventeen. She had to be sexy in the um, initial bit in the department store and um, the Stone Age. She had to be frumpy, and in the seventeen fifty nine, she had to be ancient. And she was really good at all of them. I thought. So can, well, I mean, Babs just played the same part all the time. Yeah, Babs just plays Babs, but can Johnny's mm. really good. Yeah, no, that's anyway, right, carry on. The other thing I was going to comment on is all of these, obviously they did this on purpose, but all of these scenes are all the affectionately Christmas scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised there wasn't like a Dickens one. or. Well, with the whole of 1969 was no, a Christmas that's carol, true. wasn't it? that's true. But yes, it was. it did well for that sort mm-hmm. of the... We're in the height of summer, guys. Yes. But I do love Christmas. Mm-hmm. The ballet dancers. Another bit of nice oh, nutcracker. You sorry, I've things. got another thing to say. What's sorry. Sorry, I keep forgetting. I've only read it now. Peter Butterworth's German was his Spanish atelier again from Carry On Abroad. It was the same voice and the same lines. Sorry. That's what happens when you're, when you're going through it. You've got to keep saying anything else, anything else, anything else. You ready now? Yeah. Yeah. Can I say the word ballet dancer again? Yeah. Right. So, yes, ballet dancers, lovely bit of nutcracker for your Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. I was watching Bab so much right at the beginning, I didn't notice the others were men until Bernard Breslau arrived <laughs> and very much announced himself <laughs> yep. he, I mean I know it's just his physical size but he's very good with it mm-hmm. to, to make it funny I think because I was watching them all I think he was actually the best dancer out of all of them I thought they were all fabulous dancers <laughs> I was surprised and they obviously must have rehearsed it or something oh, yes. but they were trying their best 
I mean, obviously, some things were meant to not quite work, like arms mm-hmm. going up at different times and things like that. But no, I was, I, they were very light on their feet. <laughs> if if it was an era for Strictly Come Dancing, I think any one of them would be quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout all of it, I was expecting Sid James to turn up at some point, and I think he's a bit of a party pooper not to do it. Mm, didn't like drag, though, Sid. Well, but then for for the the final laugh I got from that scene. Did you have more laughs to say? Uh, the only laugh I registered in that scene was Bernard Breslau is a ballerina. Yes. Um, right at the end, Joan just falling over. And yeah. I don't like slapstick. You don't like slapstick? No, but it was very slapstick. Um, and then we were on to the Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Why do you play? Um, uh, Jim Jack Douglas's balladeer almost said fuck. He didn't give a fig. Didn't give a fig, yeah. Yes, that's the only j- laugh I've written down for that one. <laughs> was it? Oh, you laugh more than that. Well, what else did I laugh at? Well, this was oh, yeah, St. James was Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenneth Connor was Will Scarlet. Peter Butterworth was Friar Tuck. Um, Bernard Breslow was Bernard Breslow was Little John. John. Camp again. Camp, yeah. And uh, Jack Douglas was Alan Dale. Joan Sims was made Marion. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all decided they'd had enough of Robin and left. Only for who should arrive but Lady Frances from Bristol, of course. Reusing a gag that they already used in the same episode, who was Barbara Windsor. Uh, so Robin was going to initiate her into... She wanted to join the gang, didn't she, for yeah. Good King Richard. Um, so, uh, who was Sean Connery at the end. Um <laughs> did you miss that? Did you miss that bit? Oh no, that's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Um, <laughs> uh, so he was going to he was mistaken. he was going to initiate her in um, into the gang. All the other gang turned back up again when she Cause comes they, out because they couldn't get out the forest. They couldn't find a way out of the forest. Yes, she comes back out again in a state of undress, a very much a state of undress, wobbling about and everything. Very wobbling about, which I'm um, sure you enjoyed. Uh, and they all then want to have a sneaky peek at it. Apart uh, from Bernard Breslau. Apart from Bernard Breslau, of course, because he is camp and gay. But didn't you think that Bernard Breslau was in a relationship with Scarlet? Will Scarlet? I think was, Bernard Breslau wanted to be. Well, he was saying, come away, it's not for us. And, and Will Scarlet was going, just give me a minute. <laughs> oh, do you think? So I think he was trying to keep oh, both sides okay. happy. Hidden depths to carry on Christmas 1973. But you had more laughs than... Just to give a fig. Just don't give a fig. Um you laughed when Robin had fired an arrow in the air, where it lands, I know not where. Turned out to have landed in Peter Butterworth's arse. Mm-hmm. And Sid said, you should have turned the other cheek. Ah, I did. And a little squeak of a laugh came out. Sid then uh, had an arrow, drew his bow back, and the arrow quite cleverly... Um, wilted. Became, yes, wilted. And Sid flaccid, flaccid, flaccid became, became flaccid. And Sid's comment was, and I'd be interested to... To, if there's any more significance to this than, than what he said was, it's always the same after a night out in Nottingham. I just thought it was a reference to too much alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. But not not specifically Nottingham. No. No, no I think okay. it, well, it's just because that's where, that's the big town they would mm-hmm. be. Uh, mm-hmm. But I did like the way that it, it, it stiffened up again when Babs turned up. Oh, did it? Yeah, did you not notice that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, I have to. Well, I might have to watch that again. 
presumably, it seemed to me that basically he when had, he pulled it back, it yeah. got longer. So presumably the, the sort of, there was a sort of a stiff, like, cane inside. I'm doing some fabulous <laughs> movements here. Inside like a sheath. And, he just and when pulled he pulled it, it back, yeah, it flopped. Yeah, yeah. And then he Although it was, it. It, it was a very good flop. It wasn't just straight down. It was, yeah. it was a very good flop. But then he pushed it back in again. And again. It, oh, right. I wonder if they could have made it to go up. Because that would have been even better. Anyway. But that would have been very complicated, I would have thought. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. You didn't notice his erection? I didn't notice the James's erection. So is that the only jokes that I missed? Those are the only two that I got in laughs at there, yeah. Yeah, well, that's all I think I have to say. On this? On the whole film. On the whole film. Can I ask you about Barbara Windsor's um, very, very shiny lipstick? Was that just a 1973 thing? I didn't... I wasn't really upset by that as much as her bad eyeshadow. In all the scenes, she had this sort of smoky Uh black eyeshadow, which made her look like she had a black eye. I thought she looked awfully drawn and worn out with it. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I've got something that seems to be written here. It says clicky heels, but I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it's even clicky heels or something else. Anyway. Well, that's a lovely bit of yeah. podcasting there. Yeah, that's about. Um, I liked the very end. At the very end, Sid was leaving for the night. Oh, and he got a ticket. And he got a ticket, and it turned out that his vehicle was, of course, a reindeer-drawn yeah. sleigh. A horse-drawn sleigh. It was a horse-drawn sleigh. Um, and part of the reason why I liked that was because Kenneth Connor was dressed in a big coat and a bowler hat, and he looked like the character that he would later play in Rent-A-Ghost, called What's-His-Name Smith, who dressed like that. And Joan Sims was dressed as a traffic warden, which meant that she looked very like the character that she would play in Tickle on the Tongue, which was the policewoman uh, called Connie. I like that. But I, I wanted to ask you something that actually the, the show itself brought up in the Robin Hood sketch, which was Friar Tuck said, let's face it, Robin, we're past it. Mm-hmm. And Sid Jane said, no, no, there's plenty of twang left in my bowl. And I thought, it, that's almost a comment on the whole Carry On series at this point. Well, I thought it was them get, they... getting at Sid because he's old. Well, yes, I mean, they are, or they're all old now. Mm. Um, but the, and the, so is the series. So I was wondering. Let me let me put that question to you. Are they getting too old? Is it are they past it, or are they still? Do you think they're still well, really twang? I think they've the they've done well at bringing Babs in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been awkward about Sid James being the the gorgeous one that everyone's after. Mm-hmm. So that because he was old at the beginning, that hasn't really changed. Mm-hmm. Um. So no, I wouldn't say they were past it, but I think they need to bring in new blood. What happened to Jim Dale? I liked him. Jim Dale's at, at this stage. Jim Dale. Jim Dale is making films for Disney in America. Yeah, oh, okay. So he's unlikely to be back. Right. I think part of the problem is they do bring in new blood, but they never give them enough. Enough. Like they brought in a whole raft of new folk for the likes of. Loving and at your convenience, and then it's like, well, you didn't give them any la- any funny lines, so of course they weren't can popular. Where was Hattie in this one? Not in it. Mm, doing panto. Well, Hattie was also remember in Sykes on the BBC. Oh, so so to do BBC stuff for ITV, ITV yeah. can be a bit of a bit of a thing. 
Um, but again, or maybe Panto, or, you know, whatever. But what would she have done? Other than take some parts off of Joan. That's true, there wasn't an obvious one. Yeah. I have to say, I think at this point, if, you know, if we were living in 1973, I would be, it's a new carry on for me, coming to see, you're going to see it, I would be saying, who's in it? Because hmm. it's starting to be the point where it's like, oh, God. If it, you said it, if it's not got Kenny, then oh. it's, it, it's starting to be a bit, uh, well, you kind of have to, you sort of have to, they're, they're, it's still good, it was still 50 minutes of entertainment, etc. But Kenny just takes it up a level, take, somehow mm. gives it a bit more. You're not giving Charles Hawtrey the same credit. Well, I was never that keen on Hawtrey, you see, mm. so I, I'm not that bothered about him not being in it. I think, mm. and I also think Kenny can kind of do that slightly camp bit as well. So, um, and it's easier for more other folks to do that. Anyway, do I have anything else to say no. about this? No. Who's dead? Oh, who's dead? Oh, yeah, who's dead in the cast of um, five of them or whatever it was? Carry on, uh, carry on Christmas, nineteen seventy-three. He's dead. Sid's dead. Joan dead. Bart's alive. alive. Kevin Connor. Peter Butterworth. Bernard Breslau. Dead. Jack Douglas. Dead. Julian Holloway. Dead. Alive. Life Julian Hall, I don't think we've ever actually Why, why did he him. not get credit then at the beginning? Because he's not quite as, he's not quite as carry on as this. Well, he's been in quite a lot. Well, it seems a shame just because he's one of them. Yeah. He's Stanley Holloway's son. This means nothing to me. I know. Stanley Holloway was a very popular comedian in the 30s and 40s. He's Eliza Doolittle's father in the film of um, oh, yeah. uh, My Fair Lady. Uh, he then married Roald Dahl's daughter. And so he is actually the father of the model and cook and actress and author, Sophie Dahl. You have nothing to say on this? No. Right, fine. So, um, it's almost clear when Fiona has decided that we've had enough of discussing things, isn't it? Well, it is a good 37 minutes now. Do you not think people enjoy spending time in our company? I think if we hit it right on half an hour, that's what people <laughs> like. People like isn't it, it? it fits nicely into their expectations. Tell us what you think, dear listeners, uh, by contacting us on uh, email at carryonpodcast.gmail.com or at carryonpodcast on Twitter. So, the question is, do we carry on? Well, we're over halfway now. We might as well make it to the end. <sighs> you may rue the day. I'll, I'll remind you of that. You said we're making it to the end now. You said we're making it to the end now. So, in that case, I may, I may never need to ask that question again. Uh, but join us again next time when we carry on up the misses. Bye! Bye! Bye, 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 bye. bye. Carry on! Bring on! Bring on!